안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters and clergy and ambassador puppies. 안녕하십니까? Yeah, yesterday I came back to uh, New York. Yesterday we had a family reunion service at the Ohio Family Church. I greet to them, Ohio gozaimasu. Wow, so many people came and especially there are so many, you know, uh, our second generation, young generation and third generation. It was very beautiful to see our youth people. I gave a sermon on the title of how to make a model church. It was a really beautiful environment. I can see incredible jongsong and really devotion from each one of the members, especially, you know, our Gloria prepared so well. I once again, I really appreciate Gloria's effort, that couple, and also our second generation kitchen staff. Thank you, all of you. It was a group photo and they are, you know, second generation, not joined there, not just only a little bit. Thank you, and Pastor Gloria again, Reverend Kazuo Takami. He's always giving very nice comment to the audience. And uh, Reverend Jack Howard couple also came together. Today, I'd like to talk about God's model, ideal family and nation, and the peace kingdom from through Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. God's model, ideal family and nation and the peace kingdom. God does not need money, knowledge, or power. Since he is the absolute almighty being, he does not need such things. Though modern science may be accomplishing spectacular advances, these are all part of the process of discovering new facts and truth within the realm of God's creation. The vast expanse of this universe operates in accordance with laws following an order that cannot be fathomed by human thought or science. In this sense, God is also the absolute scientist. Then what would have been the ideal that God hoped to achieve through the creation of humankind? It was to fulfill the four position foundation. The four-position foundation signifies Adam and Eve in a state of complete union with God. This makes it impossible for them to separate from God's realm of love, no matter how hard they may try. In other words, it refers to the foundation of a family with God as its center, established when the husband and wife have achieved complete oneness, not only with each other, but also with God. And when they become an ideal couple and give birth to ideal children. When the family four position foundation is thus completed, that family becomes a family of the ideal of creation desired by God. Generally speaking, a family is formed through the coming together of husband and wife and of parents and children. At the center of that family group, there must be God's love. At this point, the husband represents heaven and the wife earth. Although they are two separate beings, when husband and wife have become one, horizontally speaking, their union symbolizes the unity of heaven and earth 
Simply put, when husband and wife are in unity based on God's love, the way to bring unity in the universe opens up. Yeah, thank you. God does not need money, knowledge, or power. Since He is the absolute, almighty being, He does not need such things. Then, what would have been the ideal that God hoped to achieve through the creation of humankind? It was for Adam and Eve to not only form a union with God, but form a four-position foundation centered on God when they have become an ideal couple and give birth to ideal children. Therefore, although Adam and Eve are two separate beings, when husband and wife have become one, horizontally speaking, their union symbolizes, symbolizes the unity of heaven and earth. Simply put, when the husband and wife are in unity based on God's love, the way to bring unity in the universe opens up. Wow. Husband and wife unity is an incredible meaning, right? Husband and wife unity and create the unity in the universe opens up. God's ideal is to complete the four position foundation as external on external organization. And internally, it is to realize the four great realms of heart and the three great kingship. So, my brothers and sisters, we need to know that what is the God's ideal, what is the God's wish. Once again, God's ideal is to complete the four-position foundation as an external organization, and internally, it is to realize four great realms of heart and the three great kingships. So, living divine principle, uh, today we are talking about human history is the history of the providence of restoration one, the history of the development of cultural uh, spheres. Let's study EDP. Human history is the history of the providence of restoration. Human history can be seen as the history of the providence through which God has been trying to save fallen people and work through them to restore the original good world. Let us examine in various ways the idea that human history is the history of the providence of restoration. First, let us examine the history of the development of cultural spheres. Through religion, fallen people mired in ignorance have sought to meet God by ceaselessly striving toward the good. Even though the individuals, peoples, and nations which champion a certain religion may have perished, religion itself has survived. Religion has endured through history. In its history, China has experienced many cycles of the rise and fall of dynasties and numerous transfers of political power. Yet the religions of the Far East, Confucianism, Buddhism and Taoism have continued to thrive. In India, the religion of Hinduism, in the Middle East, Islam, and in the history of Western Europe, Christianity, have continued to flourish. Many religions have left their mark on history. Among them, 
The religions with the greatest influence formed cultural spheres. The major cultural spheres which have existed at various times in world history numbered between 21 and 26. With the flow of history, lesser cultural spheres were absorbed by or merged into the more advanced spheres. Through the evolution of cultural spheres as they were buffeted by the rise and fall of nations, four great cultural spheres have survived to the present day. The East Asian sphere, the Hindu sphere, the Islamic sphere, and the Christian sphere. The current trend has these four spheres forming one global cultural sphere based on the Christian ethos. This demonstrates that the essence of human history has been the restoration of one united world. So let's just start the first one. So far, human culture could not solve hot Xinjiang problems. Human culture developed through the stream of history and eventually the cultural world of the 20th century was formed. However, this culture does not have the contents to solve the problems between our mind and body or our heart problems. We know that even though complex environments and organizations appeared internally and externally, they couldn't establish the standard of heart by which we could become one or make the whole respond to the individual and harmonize with it so that heaven and earth would be able to come together and rejoice eternally. Yes. Human culture developed through the stream of history and eventually the cultural world of the 20th century was formed. However, this culture does not have the contents to solve the problems between our mind and body or our heart are problems. In the end, the things that can unite the divided culture of the 20th, uh, 20th uh, century today must be the culture of heart centered on God's heart. Heart is ultimately the problem. The way to restore the heart of God and me, the heart of you and me, and the heart of the parents and child is for us to know the world of God's heart and inheriting it. Therefore, today's wrongful, selfish culture of the Satan and the, the culture of the fornication centered on body must be transformed into the culture of the living for the sake of others, centered on world, world of God's heart, centered on God's heart. We need to realize the culture of the four great realms of heart and, the, uh, and, and create ideal families, ideal nation, and on ideal world. Next. The future world must turn toward the axis of God's heart and life. After 1945, the world will develop rapidly beyond our imagination. The world can't be dominated by any economic power or political power or existing religions. Even current culture and history can't dominate the world. That's because human beings are continuously trying to enter a new world. 
We live in such a time as this. Historical trends of thought, which are rapidly flowing, must turn around at some point. Otherwise, we will head for hell. That's why we must turn around. Then, centered on which axis do we have to turn around? We must turn toward the axis of God's heart and life. Therefore, there needs to be a person who will be able to harmonize with this life force. Yeah. How will the world turn around? We must ultimately turn around, around centered on God-centered culture. Then what the God-centered culture? That is the culture of heart. That is the culture of Shojong. In the end, only the God-centered heart and Shojong culture will remain forever. Then what the heart? Shimjong. Shimjong is the emotional impulse that cannot help but live for the sake of others. The emotional impulse that cannot help but love others. The emotional impulse that cannot help but sacrifice for the sake of others. In other words, the emotional impulse that has to love no matter what. Wow, our unification thought and divine principle very clearly the meaning of the shimjong and heart, very clear, right? All cultures of the world are Satan's culture. Satan's culture includes the self-centered culture, the material-centered culture of the flesh, the human-centered horizontal culture, and the culture of the fornication and free sex. Therefore, it is from the family that we need to establish the culture of the four great realms of heart and the three great kingships centering on God's heart. The culture of heart is the culture of living for the sake of others completely centered on others. In other words, from this human-centered culture, we need to completely create the culture of God's heart and the culture of the heart that lives for the sake of God and the culture of heart according to God. Next. Even if history changes, the fundamental center of goodness never changes. Religion, the God of goodness worked through the conscience of humankind historically via religion. That's why even through even though history and the world have changed, the fundamental center of goodness has never changed. The history of the development of cultural spheres thus confirms that the creator of goodness does exist. <clears throat> Many cultures have left their mark on history centered on religion. With the stream of history, they have progressed toward one purpose. Through the evolution of cultural spheres, four great cultural spheres have survived to the present day. The East Asian sphere, the Hindu sphere, the Islamic sphere, and the Christian sphere. The current trend has these four spheres forming one global cultural sphere based on the Christian ethos. It is an undeniable truth. Yeah. The reason all cultures to this day are 
change into Christian-centered cultures is because compared to the other religions, Christianity see the relationship between God and human beings are parent-child relationship. If the core of the universe is the parent-child relationship, then the relationship between God and human beings must be a artistic relationship, which is an inseparable relationship. What's the goodness of all goodness? The core of goodness is the heart, which is a shimjong. And the core of the shimjong is a shojong, heart of the filial piety. Therefore, the God-centered culture sphere must first be realized in the family, then expand to the tribe, community, nation, and world. So far, the four major cultural spheres have changed to those centered on Christianity. And then the culture, the centered on Christianity, will change to the culture centered on unification church. And that the cultural sphere based on the unification church will become a cultural sphere based on Shojong. And in today's youth ministry, the blessing is a promise with God. Let's study. The difference between established churches and the unification church. True Father said that if you eat food privately, it is death, but we were unable to realize that properly. Your attitude after attending Sunday service is more important. After Sunday service, you cannot just gather with people you know and spend time chatting. If you received grace through Sunday service, you should first have a proper attitude and your mindset should be respectful. If you are unable to have a proper mindset, even if you received grace through the word, you easily lose it as you give and receive with surrounding people horizontally. It is such a shame that even our unificationists are starting to resemble people of established churches. In established churches, many believers simply praise, attend worship service, and then return home. There's not much responsibility given to you there, but our church talks about responsibility. Our church cannot go on gradually resembling established churches. You cannot think that it is all done if you just attend Sunday service, obey rituals, take part in the holy wine ceremony, and receive the blessing. Yes. Although we are living in our bodies in the physical world, we always need to think about eternal life. Eternal life means to live focusing your whole life on eternal values while living in the physical world. Even, even if this is a small thing, we need to live connecting ourselves to eternal values. On the, on the uh, contrary, life, thoughts, and actions centered on the physical body will disappear along with the body when it dies. For example, even when eating because you are hungry, if you eat thinking that you eat because of hunger, 
The food does not, does not bring any benefit to your spirit self. And it will just flow away along with, you know, excretions. So even while eating just one meal, think that you are eating to provide a, a nutrient to your spirit self. To do that, each time you eat, if you eat while being grateful toward heaven and express gratitude to the person who worked hard to prepare the food, that kind of mindset and gratitude will touch our spirit selves. Likewise, our spirit selves grow when we are grateful and touched. Without these spiritual values, we will just pass on to the spirit world after living our lives like animals. That's why Trofada said that if you eat food privately, just only individually, it is death. But we were unable to realize that properly. This does only go for example of eating. It is the same when attending Sunday service after attending Sunday service. If you just give and receive horizontally by chatting with the people around you and don't even practice the things you receive the grace from, you just forget everything. If you receive grace through Sunday service, you should first have a proper attitude and your mindset should be respectful. It is such a shame to see even our Unification Church members starting to resemble people of established churches by coming to church out of uh, obligation, just attending Sunday service and then going back home. The difference between established churches and Unification Church is that our church members have a mission and responsibility. People who just come attend and service and live are just spectators. Spectators do not have a mission or responsibility. They do not have the sense of the ownership at all. As owner of the channel, we need to be clear in our sense of a mission on why we come to church and what kind of the responsibility we have to fulfill in church. If we do not have a sense of the ownership, we are no different from the people of the established churches. You cannot think that it is all done if you just attend Sunday service, obey, just obey rituals and take part in the holy wine ceremony and receive the blessing. You know, what's the difference between established churches and unification church? Unification churches have a very, very clear mission and responsibility. This is different. You don't have that kind of sense of the responsibility and mission, then you are just a spectators. Just, you know, same as, uh, you know, Christian people, just come and Sunday service, enjoy someone and go back. That's it. But our church is very clear. We have a clear vision and responsibility and mission. We know what to do. My brothers and sisters, that's why when we focus on our own job, do not do not doing centering on privately, just only horizontally. Everything connect to eternal value.
When you're having a meeting, when you have, when you are really hungry, then do not feel that, oh, I need to feel the food, you know, on my stomach. Do not think that way. Something always connect to your eternity, eternal value. Then that kind of the mindset accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. And then finally, your spiritual body growing and growing day by day. Very important, your mindset. Always grateful. Always appreciate. Right? And then always practice love, connecting to, you know, eternal value and love. Then that kind of lifestyle finally connect to, you know, our eternal eternity. Right? Next content. The blessing is a promise with God. Brothers and sisters, just because we receive the blessing, we should not think that everyone becomes blessed families. What would you do if there are people around you who are more respected than those who received the blessing? If that happens, those who receive the blessing cannot save face. The blessing is a promise. The blessing is a promise with heaven to really become a true person. However, even if you receive the blessing, if you cannot keep that promise, heaven will become sorrowful. We need to know that in the secular world, even if they didn't receive the blessing, there are people who try to live according to their conscience. If you live according to your conscience, you are someone who is already blessed and fully qualified to receive blessings. Yes, very important point. As the, uh, as the Israelites became uh, accustomed to their existing traditions and habits, they became spiritually insensitive and failed to recognize Jesus, the only begotten Son sent by God and drove him to the cross. The same goes for us unificationists as well. Just because we receive the blessing, we should not think that we can call ourselves blessed families. What you do, what, what would you would you do if there is a, there are people around you who are more respected than those who receive the blessing? Of course, our receiving the blessing has an eternal value and is a, is a tremendous thing. But what, what we have to think about as a blessed family is the value of the blessing signifies rather than the blessing itself. The blessing is a promise. Once again, I am telling you, this is very important. The blessing is a promise. Blessing is a conditional. The blessing is a promise with heaven to really become a true person. However, after receiving the blessing, if you just say in the position of the uh, having received the blessing, but do not keep your promise to heaven, then heaven will become sorrowful. The blessing is conditional. When you fulfill your condition and become real blessing, real blessing, no, that's why blessing is a primacy between God and me. I really want to be a true boy and true girl and true couple and true husband and true wife. 
That's why blessing is promised. Then once you promise to God, no matter what, you need to keep the blessing. You need to keep that blessing, that kind of value, and really need to practice. You really need, you need to achieve that goal. Otherwise, heaven will become sorrowful. We need to know that in the secular world, even if they didn't receive the blessing, uh, there are people who try to live according to their conscience. They live according to their conscience, and in some way, uh, there are people who are morally better than us. If they know the meaning of the blessing someday, they may criticize us for not practicing it. Next. It is difficult to take responsibility if it is not a life that wells up from the heart. Didn't your father say his dying wish for us was to think of our conscience as God and absolutely believe in it? But if we live unconscientiously, even after receiving the blessing, what was the point of receiving the blessing? That is why the blessing we received was a conditional blessing. The blessing is a covenant. After receiving the blessing, if you fulfill your responsibility as a blessed family, you break free from conditions and become a true blessed family. So if we do not always live sincerely centered on the heart, we cannot fulfill our responsibility. We cannot fulfill our responsibility if it is not a life that wells up from the heart. Therefore, after receiving the blessing, we need the experience of truly being born again. A life of faith without rebirth just flows away. What must we do to be reborn? If you live a life that lasts sincerely and artistically, you will surely be born again. The reason, the reason why we are not born again is because we are false. Yeah, thank you, Heavenly Honey. You know, there is a clearly uh, uh, a motive and will in God choosing us and giving us the blessing. We need to know that the blessing is not something God gave only to us. We need to clearly know that the blessing we received was a conditional blessing. I'm telling you again, the blessing is a covenant. The blessing is a covenant. After receiving the blessing, we are to fulfill our responsibility as a blessed family. Conditional blessing means that if we fulfill conditions, then we truly become blessed families. True Father gave us the word that we are the true father gave, uh, gave us was that war like his dying wish. It was for us to think of our conscience as God and absolutely believe in it. But if we live on uh, what is that unconsciously, even after receiving the blessing, what was the point of receiving the blessing? Then what must we do? not just stay in the position of having received, received, received the blessing, but fulfill our responsibility as a blessed family. The answer is clear. We need to know that if we do not always live sincerely centered on heart after receiving the blessing, then we cannot fulfill our portion of responsibility. 
my brothers and sisters, very important this one. We need to know that whatever we do, if it is another life that wells up, wells up from the heart, we cannot fulfill our portion of responsibility. If you just do it by your responsibility, by duty, okay, unwillingly, you cannot fulfill your portion of responsibility. This is an important point. Therefore, therefore, after receiving the blessing, we need the experience of truly being born again. A life of faith without rebirth just flows away. Then point it here. What must we do, what must we do to be reborn? If you live a life that lasts sincerely and heartistically, you will surely be born again. The reason why we are not born again is because we are false. We are not sincere. We are not working centering on heart. That's why, even though past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years since we joined, joined church from a long time ago, why still same as before? Why not same as even worse? Why, why like that? What's the main reason? We are not sincere. We do not put our heart. So how do we be born again? If we really put centering on your original mind and heart, without exception, everybody experience of the rebirth. Sure. Experience of the experience of the reborn. How to be reborn? Many people in think very difficult way, but very simple. If you live in centering on your original nature, centering on heart, putting your sincerity, putting your really incredible your de uh, devotion, sincerely, artistically, I am telling you, you will surely be born again. The reason why we are not born again is because we are first. We are hypocrite. We do everything just external duty and responsibility. Do not use our heart. That's why no experience of the you know, heart. This is the point, my brothers and sisters. Today, I talk about the blessing is a promise with God. That's why we really put our sincerity and heart. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you so much, Dr. Young or again, uh, sharing such insightful words uh, based on True Parents' words. We really appreciate uh, what you're able to share this morning. And brothers and sisters, now to hear and receive our living testimony. Um, oh, and yes, we're, we're going to be having a or receiving testimony from uh, Mr. Takayoshi Miyamoto, and he'll be sharing about the three-generational uh, filial piety festival that took place. So, Taka, if you can please unmute and share. Hello, everybody. Uh, good to see you all. Uh, so I'd like to share about an event we had on April 1st. But just as a preface, um, yes, uh, Chinese People's Federation for World Peace. So we're grateful that True Mother founded this organization, CPFWP, to resolve and address the fact that the Chinese people are the biggest population in the world. 
And meanwhile, in America, Dr. Young gave us the goal to bring 300 people at least for the uh, April 1st event. And we have done this and uh, we did this in the heart of Man Manhattan Chinatown. So this is a big victory for making spiritual conditions to bring Chinese to the heavenly side. Um, so this is hosted by CPFWP, Chinese People's Federation of World Peace, USA, and also the uh, Family Fed, Chinese Ethnic Community, and we partnered with the New York Chinese School, and the event is called the Second Filial Heart Three Generation Family Awards Ceremony, um, held in Dr. Sun Yat-sen Memorial Auditorium in Chinatown. Um, yes, so... Uh, our unity, we made a successful result, and we thank you very much that Dr. Yong is highlighting the ethnic ministry, and we specifically thank the uh, support from uh, the other ethnic groups as well. So the purpose of this event is to honor families who have three generations and have demonstrated filial heart and harmony uh, relationships uh, to extend the filial heart to our community and country and to heaven. Um, Yes, and all the awardees that we gave the event to are non-members, non so um, I think that was very significant. Uh, so we uh, like to like to recognize the staff, our core staff that make made this event possible. Um, you know, bringing 300 people to an event is not easy, and it takes a lot of um, work in the background, and um, a lot of times the work goes unrecognized, so that's why we'd like to recognize them um, today. And this is also our morning devotion staff. So I think that's very interesting and significant. And also we have um, other staff as well that helped with the event. Okay, uh, and also we thank you for the members that came and attended and helped and support this event. Um, so yes, uh, now I'd like to go through uh, what happened. Um, so the venue was in the heart of Chinatown in Manhattan in the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Memorial Auditorium. Uh, we held it in the New York Chinese School. Um, yeah, we have an auditorium. Um, and uh, we offered an appreciation certificate to Principal Wong, who is the principal of the New York Chinese School after the speeches. Um, started with uh, uh, opening remarks by Professor Thomas Huang. He couldn't be with us in person. He's the international uh, advisor to CPFWP, um, but he gave us a video message. We also had a message from a New York City Council member, Mr. Christopher Marte. So I think that was uh, very significant and we're glad that he was able to come. Uh, Dr. Yong, he gave the keynote address in this uh, event and he talked about, yeah, what filial heart is. And he also shared his experience with his grandchildren and also I uh, expressed appreciation for his parents. So I thought it was very much significant and very much um, heartfelt. So very grateful for Dr. Yong for being able to attend and give me the keynote address. Uh, yes, yeah, so he he we had three groups. So the first group, Dr. Yong presented the awards to the awardees, the awards and the certificates to the awardees. Um, so this is a picture of all the awardees and VIPs. Um, and this is a, one of the representatives of all the awardees. Um, this is Chairman Fu couple. Uh, they gave the appreciation remark after um, receiving the award. Uh, we also had uh, Ambassador Professor uh, Uche Joy Ogu speak. Um, she is a, a former foreign minister and the former uh, ambassador to the United Nations uh, from Nigeria. Uh, so very much significant. And we also had Chairman Justin Yu uh, give a congratulatory remark. Uh, he, he used to be the former chairman of the 
consult Chinese Consolidated Benevolent Association. So he's a very uh, influential figure. He's so much so that um, you know the the current mayor of New York City uh, recognized um, Chairman Justin as uh, they they gave a a day February twenty fifth to recognize they they consider that uh, just Justin Yu Day. So he's a very significant um, figure in the Chinese community and also in the New York City community. Uh, we also had Mr. Barry Jeller. Uh, he introduced the Ambassadors for Peace. So um, yeah, that was good. And we also had Reverend Dr. Peter Kao of the Winfield Reformed Church uh, also gave the closing remark. Um, and then we had some performances. Um, this was a Chinese fan dance uh, by uh, one of the Manhattan dance groups. And we also had uh, um, you know pre pre-kindergartners from the New York Chinese School. And they gave a, a you know a, a very nice performance on um, the, the it was titled "Thank You, Mom and Dad." So it's very much relevant to the event. Um, yeah, so you can kind of see when I when by the way I give the I was the MC for the event, and when I looked um, during the event, I could see that all the seats were filled and it was packed. And uh, yeah, since all the seats were filled, that over three hundred people came. And so yeah, Dr. Young. Gave us the goal of 300 and <laughs> yeah. we weren't sure if we were able to fill it but we're, we're very, very grateful that uh yeah over 300 people came and and i'd like to note that um most of them were non non-members so um very much significant i think and uh i think oh yeah also a lot of the parents to the um children of the new York chinese school came so i think that's also very significant um uh, we also had tong yamudo um, martial arts uh, demonstration um, as one of the performances from um, you know Elizabeth, New Jersey. So thank you for that. And my father, um, Mr. Miyamoto, he gave the uh, trumpet performance uh, to the song "Let There Be Peace on Earth." And my mother, uh, she gave. A, we did like a. I wouldn't call it a holy wine ceremony. We we called it the filial heart blessing. Cheers. Um, so she, uh, you know, she she gave the opening remark and she also led this part of the event and that was in the very end. Um, and yeah, this is the group photo. Um, unfortunately, we took it in the end where uh, some people had to leave. But uh, I assure you, during the event, when I looked through the to the audience, over 300 people. And also, I'd like to note that there were over 900. We, we live streamed the event and there were over 900 views. Um, in that live stream. So in total, uh, you could say that 1,200 people attended or watched the event. So we're very grateful for Dr. Yong for, um, you know, giving, offering his junk song and praying every day for the, the success of this event. And I think it went very well. We're very thankful that you were able to come and we thank you for all the um, members and all the staff uh, that were able to support us. Um, as you know, this is just the beginning and we have a lot of work to do from now on but i think this was a very important first step in victory um april 1st so thank you very much um wow. that's it for me Taka, Taka, you need to show your face <laughs> Taka, thank you so much for your beautiful sharing anyway our chinese ethnic group really working very hard and then i told them to not just do by event and I particularly mentioned that those who came there as a really high level delegation, we need to really educate deeply divine principles. So now they are planning to teach divine principles directly. 
that is our goal, and for them to become core member. I don't like just only event, okay? We need to really educate them. We need to follow up them. So as you know that, so we are now trying to organizing the unified leadership seminar centering on each sub-region. So let's do continuously, and we need to testify who true parents are, let them receive blessing, not just only receiving blessing, 43-day condition, not just only 43-day condition, let's study again EDP 12-hour content, you know, one-on-one, and then really let them become core members. We need to have that kind of constancy, education, and clear goal. And then everybody become core ambassador for peace and support our foundation as the John the Baptist. Thank you very much, our Chinese uh, ministry group, and also all the staff, brothers and sisters, Amy and Kamsamida. God bless you. Thank you so much, Taka, for the uh, sharing that wonderful victory centering on the virtue of filial piety. It's incredible how people were able to come together and gather for that. And also, Taka, we really want to appreciate you because you're always supporting and uh, taking care of Dr. Yong while he's in a, the New York area. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, every morning without without him, I cannot I cannot do morning devotion. He beside me, everything prepared. Come here early morning. It is really incredible. Thank you, Taka. Thank you. 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 Thank you